All right, blast off. Here at the Talk with Micah and Friends, we would like to send our heartfelt condolences to the family of TV reporter Allison Parker and photographer Adam Ward of WDGBJ in Roanoke, Virginia, who were tragically killed this morning by an armed gunman. At this time, I would like to honor them with a brief moment of silence. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by an accredited buyer's representative and million-dollar real estate producer, Jacinda Wright. Jacinda is located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for all of your real estate needs. Now, whether you're buying, selling, or investing, Jacinda Wright is delivering passionate and personal service to all of her clients. Care to get more information about this dynamic realtor in the low country of South Carolina? Please feel free to call her at 843-504-6949. Again, 843 843- Five zero four six nine four nine, or you may also email her at jacindawright at gmail dot com, and that spells J A C I N D A W R I G H T at gmail dot com. Hey there, everyone. This is your Miss Continental 2014-2015 Brooklyn Heights, all the way from Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to the Talk with Micah and Friends. It's the talk with Micah. Welcome, everyone, to the Talk with Micah and Friends. This is your host and creator, Micah. Now, for the record, this is the second episode of Season 3, but overall, the 46th episode. We're almost at the 50 mark, so kudos to me. (laughs) I am so glad that you all have decided to join me on today's show entitled Talk Time with J&K, of which I will, in just a few moments, be sitting down with drag superstars Ms. Jasmine Masters of Los Angeles, California, and Kennedy Davenport of Dallas, Texas. But before we actually get into today's show, I just want to share with you really quickly three different ways that you can subscribe and listen to the show for free, as well as all past episodes. So, we have HipCast.com. That's www.hipcast.com. Click the podcast directory link at the top of the page, then click search. And in the search box, you will simply type the talk W forward slash Micah and friends and everything should pop up for you. Then there's iTunes. If you have an iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5S, 5C, 6, or even a 6 Plus, you can click on the purple podcast app on your iPhone, select search at the bottom right, and enter the talk W forward slash Micah and friends, and there you have to your availability all 45 episodes. Last but certainly not least, the site that makes it happen each and every episode, blogtalkradio.com. You may visit the show's page, which is blogtalkradio.com 
forward slash the talk with Micah. Make sure to hit the follow button and then peruse the page to listen to all previous episodes. So you have hipcast.com, you have iTunes, and you have blogtalkradio.com. So there's no excuse. (laughs) Now, to everyone out there who would like to promote your business, your brand, or even your next event, please email us at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com so you too can be featured on the very next episode. And I'm going to repeat that for you. To everyone out there who would like to promote your business, your brand, or even your next event, please be sure to email us at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com. Now also, to my friends and supporters out there, I'm actually looking into creating my very own website to assist in the promotion of not only my show, but area bloggers, events, products, as well as monthly contests. Now, I definitely would love your assistance if you would like to contribute to a great start, a great cause, and a wonderful new site. Be sure to visit www.gofundme.com forward slash to talk with Micah. Again, that's www.gofundme.com forward slash to talk with Micah. Whatever you can spare, the doll will surely appreciate it. Trust me. Now, with all of that said, let's hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Jasmine Masters and Kennedy Davenport. Talk time with J and K. I made a promise to myself many years ago before I ever put out a book that I wouldn't produce or put out any type of project if I didn't have something to say. And so I really didn't think that I had lived enough to write a full book, a sequel, but I actually had something to say and I'm actually in love with this new book. This new book is actually called One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure. It is the sequel to Words Never Spoken and I'm actually in love with this new book. (laughs) I'm just as excited about One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure as I was about Words Never Spoken. What's up, everybody? This is Craig Stewart. My book's Words Never Spoken and the follow-up, One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, can be purchased now from my website. That's www.craigtherighterstewart.com. Continental, continental, continental. One of the most anticipated pageants of the year, Mr. and Ms. Continental 2015-2016, will be held Labor Day weekend in Chicago, Illinois, September 4th through the 7th, honoring Joey Taylor and Miss Brooklyn Heights. September 4th is Mr. Continental Preliminary Night, held at the Baton Show Lounge. September 5th is Mr. Continental Final Night, will be held at the Park West Theater. September 6th is Miss Continental Preliminary Night, held at the Vic Theater. And September 7th, Miss Continental Final Night, will also be held at the Vic Theater. For tickets and more information, please call 312-527-9338. Again, 312-527-9338. Mr. and Miss Continental 2015-2016. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Kendall Brinkley Brown, and here's a preview of my debut single, Why. Available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. You got me saying why, why, maybe it's just in my Download the hit single Y. Available today on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. For more information, please visit www.kindlemix.com. Again, that's www.kendolmix.com. 
What up, guys? I'm AL. And I'm C. And, and we're the Etcetera Twins. Make sure you guys check out our brand new single, Confetti, available on iTunes and Amazon today. Here's a little sneak peek. Etcetera Prime. It's a private body. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Talk with Micah, and this is your girl, T.S. Madison. Yes, God, honey, Miss Nui, 22 inches herself. Remember, ladies, if you ain't rocking 22 inches or better, bitch, you're practically bald. I'm here. H-E-R-E, bitch, I'm here. I'm Jasmine Masters. I'm 37 years old. Jasmine is class and elegance. Jasmine is it. What the hell is that? It's like a um, like a butterfly in a cocoon. You know, like a butterfly is in a cocoon. So I would be like some type of like a cocoon. cocoon. This is the cocoon. Cocoon. So once it get revealed to the end of the runway, cocoon. The butterfly is there. Bitch. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. But looking at some of these queens, I'm thinking, Rue, you don't want to see these girls up in here naked. I know you don't. Tone that down. That old tight ass long coarse face violet. We don't want to see that Barbie doll mannequin pussy. I love that. Oh, Watch out, sisters. I'm the real prima donna. Oh. Ty, you see I'm trying to get some sun on this skin. Sunlight. Ty, hair, hair chillity. Oh. Sunlight on the skin. Ty, I'm the queen. Ty, sunlight. Ty. Fuck. This is not good. Free all your arms, geek the fuck up. I'm geek, I'm geek. Yeah, I'm shitting out happiness to be here. <laughs> Wicked, please. You have an option to be on my good side or my bad side. You got a pot of corn so the kids can eat. Damn, shit. Fuck. Bitch. Wicked, please. Cocoon. Cocoon. Okay. Cocoon. Kennedy. Pink lemonade. Jasmine girl. Sashay. Away. All I can say is, hey, I made it on the show. I had a wonderful time. And I won't look back. I just move forward. Raspberry. Well, hello. Hello. I'm Kennedy Davenport. And I am the dancing diva of Texas, honey. IJS. I'm just saying. I spin, I kick, I flip, I jump off the stage in six-inch heels. But you know, I didn't die. I had crystallized, and now I'm a glamazon bitch ready for the runway. (laughs) Girl, please. I may not be the best cookie in the cookie jar, but at least I taste good. (laughs) Cha-cha heels. I want my cha-cha. This is for these kids. Your face looks like the back of a baboon's ass. Yeah, well, you know, they talked about Jesus, so I'm ready. I don't know what's happening. That was a rough spot. Oh, world peace. 
repetition. Morphified. Perpetrating. Accessory. To compo. Miss Valley. I'm not mine. Who is thriving? But she's beautiful. <laughs> Next. They've been criticizing all of us this whole time. This whole time. I ain't even pressed about it. Child, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Clearly, the struggle is real. The struggle is, like, really real. Everything has been a struggle. Never, like, looked in the mirror and been like, oh, I am sick. I have never, like, said that, like, I'm beautiful. Bitch, my gap is wearing me. <laughs> so you can't give up and go home. You know, you got to keep giving, keep pushing. Kennedy Davenport, sashay away. Shut up. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that I'm leaving the competition right now. It was enough for me. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. If you just joined in and you actually just joined in at the best time possible. Um, today I have with me two very special drag divas of the art form of female impersonation. One who is very is a very hardworking drag, keeping it all the way 100 entertaining diva. Working has left the conference. <laughs> working at all the it bars in Los Angeles, uh, Miss Jasmine Masters and pageant entertainer diva, acquiring many pageants on the East Coast and Southeast region from Dallas, Texas. Miss Kennedy Davenport, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Kennedy. I, I, I think Miss Jasmine, I don't know what's going on with her phone tonight. Has arrived. Okay, there Ms. Jasmine, we need to get it together, honey. <laughs> Jasmine, hi, Jasmine. Hello. Yes, we're here. Hey, welcome to the show. Hello. Yes, can you hear us? What the hell is going on? Jasmine. Ms. Tell me, Jasmine. Hello. Hello. Miss Jasmine, how long have you been in? Has left the conference. <laughs> well, uh, Kennedy, I see that you're here, so thank you so very much. We'll see what uh, what's going on with Jasmine. I just text her, so hopefully she'll um, she'll come back on in just a second. Um, but again, so so very glad that the both of you were able to clear your schedules for tonight's show. I'm truly excited. Now, to my listening audience out there, if we have the opportunity and the time. Um, we will allow you to ask them one or two questions um, for the ladies. And, you know, don't get them too riled up because these ladies will, you know, they keep it all the way 100. And, it, you know, as the saying goes, if it ain't cute, keep it on mute, baby. So uh, and while we're waiting on uh, Jasmine to come back, Kennedy, are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready, baby. Okay, good. Okay, in every, in every interview, um, you know, we like to know about your humble beginnings as a child. You know, get a feel for, you know, where you started. You know, Let me in. Has arrived. <laughs> okay. Jasmine, can you hear us now? Yeah. What the fuck was going on? I don't, I don't know. We, we couldn't hear you, but, I mean, we, you couldn't hear us, but we could hear you. But you are. Yeah, I can hear shit. I'm saying, 
Hey everybody out there. I'm sorry we had bad connection. They fucking with me right now. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, but but like I told Kennedy, well I was telling Kennedy, or I'll say um, say to the both of you. Um, in every interview, we like to know about your humble beginnings as a child to get a feel for you know where you started, um, the beginning. So just tell us like a little bit about who you are, your upbringing, where you're from, you know all that good stuff. So um, I'll let I'll let Jasmine start, and then Kennedy, you'll follow her. Okay. All right, well, I am Jasmine Masters. I will be 39 uh, October 16th. I am from San Diego, California. I have been doing drag, I think, for now 20 years. I have nine brothers. I am the second oldest, and I have about five sisters. Uh, Let me see. What else is there? I've been on, I was in a movie for Sunday with Ice Cube. I was on The New Normal with Nene Leakes. Um, my upbringing was very wonderful. Mom and dad, a whole bunch of people around. Uh, when I came out to my parents, they didn't have a problem. They accepted me. I got some really good, tough lessons. Uh, well, word of wisdom um, that I would not share because some may take it offensive, so I'll leave that alone. <laughs> but uh, my drag career, <laughs> my drag career, uh, it was wonderful. I grew up in a family with a drag family with drag mothers. Showed you how to hot glue an outfit together, rhinestones doing here with hot rollers and the whole nine yards, making mixes on two uh, tape decks. I had a drag, wonderful drag family where I learned from. Um, and I have, I am single, versatile. Okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, let me put it out there. Shit, somebody want to know. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Not a problem. Yes, and I like you know, yeah, and I smoke weed. Okay, so lots so, of it. So, so what I got is that you're from originally from San Diego, California. You come from a large family. It's a um, it's a family of what nine? Your 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 mother had nine nine kids. No, my mother only had two. Me and my older brother. Okay, okay. but Papa was a Rolling Stone. Papa, okay, wherever he laid his hat was his home, baby. <laughs> baby, okay. he was letting loose in all them yank yanks. Yeah. Everybody cut cut was full of fun. <laughs> Great. So, um, and you was in the movie first Sunday, as well as the new normal with Nene Link, and you came uh-huh. out, um, among some of the best um, on your side of um, on I, I would say on your side of town um, as far as drag mothers and and, and being reared by the best. So great. Um, and you're versatile and you're single. Okay, great. We like that. We like that around here. What What about you, uh, Miss Kennedy? Tell us about your um, your beginnings and, and where you're from and all that good stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, my goodness, where to begin? Okay, well, I'm, I'll be 35 this year. September the 9th will be my birthday. Okay. Okay. And, yes, honey, I'm ready. Turn up. Um, I, I have two sisters. Uh, I'm the middle child. And basically, uh, I grew up in a single-parent home. My father raised me and my younger sister. I've, my whole life has always been a stage, uh, from elementary school, started dance. I started um, singing at a very young age, uh, four, four years old, as a matter of fact. So singing is my first love. And I went to the School of the Arts, Booker T. Washington High School, for the visual arts magnet, um, home of Erica Badu and Ms. Nora oh. Jones, and a lot of um, musicians, famous musicians, 
um, <clears throat> so my 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 performing career started very early and. I was probably like 16 years old and being very rebellious and, you know, wanting to be mean and not really wanting to come out of the closet, right, <laughs> but still wanting to be me. So that caused me and my dad to bump heads. And But all in all, I ended up with best friends, which I'm uh, uh, best friends with now. They said that I would look cute as a girl. And what mm. did they say that for? So <laughs> I tried and 18 years, 18 years later, Kennedy Davenport is here. I love the art form of female impersonation. A lot of people think I'm transgendered, but I'm not. I'm all male. I just love the art form of female impersonation, and I'm all, I, I always say there's always room to grow. And I kind of came up uh, old school where you had to do pageants, and I've always wanted to be national. You know, I always wanted to be nationally known to be able to uh, entertain the masses. So Mm -hmm. back then, the the best way to do was to you know running pageants. So that's how I got that's how I got my start running running in pageants. My mother is Calexis Davenport, legendary. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) That's pretty much. um, I have I have two well three national titles. And I have like over thirty. Uh, I have over like thirty state, local uh, titles, and I, I love being a beauty queen, honey. I do, and and you know, this is just the beginning for me. Right, and and it, what's so what's so um, I guess wonderful about having the two of you on is that you've been invested and you've been a part of drag, entertaining, and and pageants and all that good stuff. For, like you said, Kennedy 18, uh, Jasmine 20 years, you know, so whoever's out there listening to these up and coming, and we'll kind of get to it in a little bit as far as the do's and the don'ts or drag that I'll let these ladies tell you about, but, um, you know, if you're listening, these are the these are the ones who are still, you know, the cream of the crop, still in their prime, you know, still young, you know, that will be able to kind of tell you the do's and the don'ts and, and some things that you need to um, take heed to as you continue to cultivate your brand and, and, and cultivate your whole drag career. So I thank you, um, ladies, for uh, giving us just a brief uh, history about your upbringing. But um, I, I, I'll, ask, I'll ask you, Kenny, and then go back to um, Jasmine. What were some of your favorite memories as a child, if you can remember? Uh, I would have to say spending time with my dad. Uh, we spent a lot of time together, although they called my dad the Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> During that time, I was really heavy. In my childhood, I was heavily into um, being um, a singer and an artist. So those those private moments that we had, uh, I can remember him having cancer. I was nine years old, and mm-hmm. he was going through therapy, and he was still, they had this show, this talent night on, um, I think it was called KKDA. It was a radio show, and they would have a talent night at 12 midnight, and he would take me to do this talent night. Every, um, like It was like once a week or whatever, but just spending time and really learning um, valuable lessons from my parents, both my dad and my mother. Oh. My mother taught me how to cook, honey. Okay. Yeah, I heard. I heard you know how to cook now. I haven't been able to. Oh, oh you know how to cook? <laughs> I heard. They, oh. they cook. I heard that for a while though. I, I heard that for a while. Yeah. 
Oh, you don't play in the kitchen. I think that's my. That's just of escape. I love cooking. I love spending time with family. And, and you know, even when I'm, you know, at my, oh, you know, when I'm out of town or if I go see one of my sisters or whatever, they always have me in the kitchen. And I just love, I love to fellowship. Good, good. I like that too. And, and that's that. That's that whole old down home south type of, you know, type of living. So I, I get that all the way. Okay, so spending time with your dad is one of your favorite. Favorite memories, great. And what about you, Jasmine? What are um, some of your favorite childhood memories of a child or as a child? Um, my well, my whole childhood for me was like I couldn't ask for anything more. You know what I mean? I had a perfect childhood. So everyone is really every memory that I have. Let me in. Has left the conference. So, so, so okay. <laughs> Nobody told her to um, be all out, and so she's supposed to be at the house. Look, at the house, in her solid home, just (laughs) being able to uh, conduct herself professionally. But, you know, hopefully she'll get on the line uh, again. But, um, okay, so I'll come back to Jasmine in a second in regards to her favorite memories. But, um, uh, Kennedy, what, if if you could remember, I'm sure you could, um, what was your first job growing up? And what was the most important thing you learned while being on that job? My first job? Uh-huh. I, okay. Has arrived. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> this is the key. I Girl, mean, goddamn. We, we, don't, we don't know, Jack. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Either. You guys got to pay me for this bitch. I waited oh, forever to get on here. Didn't I get hung up on? Okay. Hold on, hold on. Give me a card for uh, Popeyes, and I mean ASAP. Uh, Kennedy, hold on, because I didn't. Okay, now back to what I was saying. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Jasmine. Them was my memory. Them, I think about them all the time because uh, part of my whole whole um, childhood, and she was my she was my auntie, but she was my godmother. But I was with them every weekend, and she used to and that's the phone down with bathroom, rub our faces. You know, after she rubbed our hair, so we walking around like grease monkeys and, mm-hmm. you know, eating top ramen and waking up in the morning and, you know, just going to Mervyn's and going shopping and that's getting our asses whooped for doing something. Or I'm cussing because I got a foul mouth for my mom. And her cussing or teaching them new cuss words and all that stuff like that. I, I think about them so much because whenever I was that and she talked to me, she was the one person that would get me straightened up with no problem. Right. You know, so I remember a lot of things she talked to us about life and what's going to happen in life and all there. And you know how to save money. She really showed me, not that my mom didn't, but, you know, you always have that person, maybe your auntie or someone that you really just love right. so much and you really And here we go. Okay, here we go, Jasmine. She hasn't left yet. She's talking, but she must be in a bad area. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, go ahead, uh, Kennedy, and tell us about. Okay. Um, Has left the conference. Go ahead and tell us about um, your first job. What was your first job growing up, and what did you learn from that experience? My first job, I I got hired at Grandy, and uh, it was it's like a little food. It's like a American diner type uh, place. I didn't really stay there too long because it, the mall was right across the street. And I applied for another job, and the, the name of that place was called Coda. It was a clothing store. Okay. And 
that's where I met my godfather, who is still in my life right now, and what he uh, has arrived. Go ahead. Okay, Papa. Go ahead, Kennedy. Go ahead. Okay, that's it. That's I just think about them all the time. Them are my fondest memories. Okay. And she definitely had in the bell whenever I wanted to. Okay. okay, next question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Kennedy. Finish up. Yeah, but um, that's where I met my godfather. His name is Derek Spielman. And he, during that time, he interviewed me, and he basically he, he prepped me for the world. And that's when I um, was first introduced to house music, too. I didn't know what it was, mm. and he would take he would take me home after work and, and stuff, and he would be playing this music. And that's where I, you know, thinking back on it, that's where I began to get my life. And that's what they, you know, that's when you, when you call it, get your life. Get your life, and, right. That's what our community is missing right now, the life in the house music. And that's where, you know, Kenzie Davenport started start to form it was at the clothing. I had a. It was a clothing store called Coda in the mall, and I was like 16 years old. And to this day, my manager is my godfather. Oh wow! Okay, so so you, basically, one of your first jobs basically kind of started or you know kind of propelled you to be the person that you are today. So oh, that's interesting. Okay. I have really been blessed to have people in my life that have groomed me, even in this gay lifestyle, and kept me in the right road. Good. That's amazing. Now, Jasmine, are you with us? Honey, I'm here. I'm scared okay. to talk. <laughs> what, what, what was your um, – the, the question I asked Kennedy was, what was your very first job growing up, and what um, was the most – what was the thing that you learned the most while being on the job? My very first job was I was a paper boy at the age of 13. Actually, I was 12. Okay. Because um, my birthday was going to be two weeks later. The guy gave me the job. I had to be up at 4 in the morning mm-hmm. to fold paper, uh, newspapers, have them in my stack on my bicycle, and ride around some blocks and fold these goddamn newspapers and beat the damn drivers. <laughs> and with that... And the reason why I did that was because I wanted to pay bills. Uh, it was a tape then, and my mama said, no, you're not getting it. You want it, you, make, you buy it yourself, make your own money. So that's mm-hmm. why I got the paper route. And what that taught me was when I have my own, when I can make my own money, I can buy what the hell I want, and I ain't got to ask nobody. Amen. So that's a fear, my ass been working. That's a great learning experience, I tell you that. Okay, great. So, um... Do you guys remember the first song you performed in drag, Candy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. The I reason do. why I even started doing drag, honestly, my best friend, he's not with us now, my best friend, Patty, La- Patty LaBelle was going to be in San Diego. And they was giving out tickets at a club called the Brass Rail um, for whoever came and did Patty the best, um, you know, win tickets. So my best friend got me drunk off of who's weekend and She said, bitch, we're going to go to this contest and you're going to win. I was like, girl, like we ain't got nothing. So I went to my auntie house because she was an Avon lady. So I went in her Avon drawer, took all kind of makeup, didn't know what was what, what I was doing. I had an old ugly wig that I had stole from her like a year ago that I wore for Halloween. And I went into the club and performed You Are My Friend 
and I won. And mm. I've been doing drag ever since then. Ever since that that was kind of basically your start, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. And before I even did drag, my drag mother had seen me like Kennedy said in the club, getting getting my life off of right. you got me up and you know, beautiful people and take me higher, all that house music. Yeah. And she was like, oh, but you, you're my daughter. And I'm like, what the fuck is a daughter? And then she was like, oh, you know, in a family or whatever, you know, that's what we are calling you. And I didn't know because I was just now getting into the into the right. scene. So I was like, oh, okay. So when I went to the contest, they were like, what's your name? And during that time, Jasmine Guy was really big on a different oh, world. Yeah. Oh, different world. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say Sandra or Jack A because that just didn't fit me. So I was like, Jasmine. They were like, Jasmine what? And I was like, oh, Masters. And then they pushed me on stage, and that's what we start ever since then. Wow. Okay, so you are my friend by Patty LaBelle, and, and Jasmine Masters yes, from Patty. Jasmine Guy. Yes, okay. Patty. Yes, Prince Ray. Yes. I got it. Yeah. Girl, you're not going to believe my first song was. What was it? It was Round and Round We Go by Big Sister. I'm going okay. up and down and inside out work, yes. bitch. <laughs> Yes, let me tell you. Yes, get it in, get it out. Bitch, I went to the top, bitch. Which I had on, back then, fringe costumes were very popular. Uh-huh. And I had on two-piece fringe costume with the attachable sleeves, doing high kicks. Then I didn't know how to disco or twirl or anything yet. So I'm just on stage uh, doing high kicks. <laughs> yes. I think I heard that song. Um, well, you know, I live here in D.C., and um, we have a club called uh, Bachelor's Mill, and they have a house room on Saturday night. And I believe I heard that song maybe about mm, two or three months ago, and I was like, my God, that is an old jam. It's so funny for you to say that that was your first, um, that was one of, you, one of the first songs you performed. What, um, speaking of still performing, what is your what is your favorite song to perform to this day? Well, since the show, um, well, since um, since I've been on the show and stuff, I have really been getting people. People um, will be surprised that you know I can drag too, as well as uh, uh, as well as twirl. Mm-hmm. So my song to perform is Gladys Knight, End of the Road. Okay, okay. So you do yeah. like that live, that live version. The live version. Yes, I do the live version and I do the eleven minute version. I'm the only one that I know of that could keep a bitch attention from beginning to the end. Oh, baby, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) I do it too, and I have many attentions, and I got paid like you got paid, bitch. Oh, girl, ain't nobody talking to you. Get your ass out here because you want me to blind. That's the, that, you retired that song because I started doing it. No, bitch, I've been doing that song way before I even met you, sister. I know that, but what I'm saying is, since we've been on the road, you stuck to your patty, and I And y'all let you have patties. Bitch, you glad it, girl? You glad it's on patty, sister. What's the thing? You know what? You know what? We was in Roscoe's and Chicago's. And Kennedy was doing end of the road. And that I mean she tore their asses up. Baby, I hollered so much and tipped her money and grabbed the mic and told the DJ to rewind it. I said, Bitch, you ain't tired. You're gonna do a little more. She was like, Sister, I'm tired, bitch. DJ press play, she got it, and I bitch went right back out there and performed some more. And made some yeah, so I, Yeah, she shut that down. 
Mm-mm-mm. I'm just saying. What, uh, what, what's your what's your advice to uh, young or up and coming entertainers who wish to make um, make this a living for themselves, like the both of you have? So, so what would be your? Um, and I'll start with uh, Kennedy, and we'll go to the Jasmine. What's your best advice to young or even just up and coming entertainers if they if they're trying to make this a living for them professionally? You, you know what? Honestly, my my advice to them would be. Don't don't quit your day job. <laughs> that would be the first thing. And I say that because this has been a hard road, uh, a very hard road. Uh, I made this a full-time uh, career back when I got out of the Navy in 2005. Okay. So it was, it was a decision to uh, put my all into this profession, but you sacrifice a lot. You sacrifice a place to live. You sacrifice having a car. You sacrifice having all of the the, the things you really need to survive. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that route. If I, you know, I learned a lot. But for the girls that's coming up, keep your daytime job. Make sure you have a steady income to where you can, where you can really invest in your craft and right. stay humble. You yeah. always. Always be open to learn new things uh, in this profession. A lot of these girls that's newcomer and coming up thinking they know everything, they don't want mm-hmm. nobody to tell anything, they want to bump their, their heads themselves. And that's not the way to go when it comes to female impersonation because this is a customer service field. And you need to be approachable. You need to be a people's person. You need to be face value at all times. It's a lot of things that come into play when it when it comes to being a professional entertainer. So the young girls need to just take heed and take a you know a piece of humble pie, cook it, whatever they want, and keep learning. Always you know always have their mind open to learn more when it comes to this art form. Right. I'm glad you said that, Kennedy, because um, I, I remember years ago, um, I won't bring anyone's name up, but um, there was a person that was that was very close to that just basically was trying to do doing a talent show every Thursday night, then on Saturday night, whatever night you, they had talent shows in Atlanta when I was living there, and um, but they didn't have a job. It, it was very much they were just living off or trying to live off the tips and, and whatever they got. And I kept telling them, baby, I don't do drag, but I've been around it for so, for so long, you know. And my thing was get you a job, like you said, get you a job so, therefore, you can put into, like you said, put into and invest into your craft, into your drag, into your clothes, because if you just go off the tips, it's going to, it's, it's basically going to show in the garments that, that you wear on stage because they're nothing. They, they, I mean, you, especially when you're not really making anything on these talent shows when they're 10 and 12 contestants and stuff like that. So I think that's a great piece of advice to just, you know, stick to, do your day job, do your Monday through Friday or whenever, and then whenever you can on the weekends or at night, you know, do your shows. And, hey, if one day it becomes lucrative for you to where you can leave, your day job, hey, that's great. But until then, work that day job. So I'm, I'm definitely on board with you on that. What about you, Jasmine? What would, you, what would your advice be? Um, you have a, you have a lot well, of advice. <laughs> well, you know I do, but my sister pretty much hit it. But like you know, like when I started doing drag, I had a job, a good paying job. And the only reason why I quit my job was because I started making money in drag because I was getting paid to do drag. Time I had already done all the benefit shows for free for three years, not knowing what a dollar was, right. uh, you know, at the end of the night. Well, when you're doing drag today, 
because it's all fucked up with the drag race shit. Bottom line, cutting drag. Yes, I was on it. Am I happy about it? Yes. But it's all fucked up with this shit now. If you're going to start drag, like my sister said, you have your job. But when you start this shit, know who, who, know who you are. Accept your flaws. Accept your likes. Because it's a tough-ass fucking world out here in drag. And if you don't have a backbone to stand on, you can't uh, do your ground, people will run over you and treat you like shit. Know your shit and invest in your shit. That's true, sister, and I can just have to piggyback on her because mm-hmm. it is not – It's the, the, the drag world is very big, and you have to be able to invest in your drag and invest in yourself on stage. You need stage presence. You need to be able to entertain. So right, when, before I came out, my best friends had me in the living room doing shows. Mm-hmm. They had me walking around in high heel shoes in the daytime in the living room, so I could learn how to walk in heels. So I, you know, standing up in heels long period of time. It was boot camp. Yeah, you know, you know that all of that plays a big part in standing out. Even before drag race, I was somebody, but I worked hard and I damn near killed myself to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And then you know, to, to those up and coming entertainers out there, like even if you don't have a group of friends like Kennedy had and, and, and Jasmine had growing up, you know, to, to kind of put them through that whole boot camp and get them ready for the stage and stuff like that, do it yourself. You know, do it yourself. You know, that goes with, with investing. Go ahead and put on those heels and walk around that house and make sure you can walk and dance and twirl and, and, and practice and all that kind of stuff versus getting on the stage. But you know what? Go ahead, Jasmine. I'm sorry, but, yeah. But the thing of, like, today you guys have YouTube, so y'all can look at all these damn different girls painting their faces, but when y'all get done, y'all look like the bitch you just watched on YouTube. Uh-huh. See, we didn't have that. We had to sit in the mirror and paint our shit just to figure out how things went, and we have mothers that taught us. So when they were teaching us, we knew what we were doing. So if you're going to start drag, it's okay to watch a video and learn, but paint your own face. Don't paint somebody else's. We got enough girls looking like each other around here, don't know what the hell is going on. And I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just so sick of it. Like in L.A., I swear. We got like 500 drag queens. Every night we got a drag show somewhere. It's like three, four shows a fucking night out here. Uh-huh. Kennedy, she'll tell you. And I swear, it's like 500 girls out here, and they all look like Raven in some sort. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that shit comes from. Do not paint your face to look like another drag queen. Be who you are. Yeah. Bitch, if you got a big-ass nose with a bump, bitch, mold that motherfucker. But don't sit there and try to contour your nose like Ray. You know, be your own self is what I'm saying. Right. If you're going to do drag, you got to be who you are. You can't be somebody else because then you, it shows and you're not you. You're never going to be you until you know who you are. Right. Like, that's the part. That's, it's all a part of, of being around people that you can take stuff from. Like even coming up and being – I was in Florida for eight years. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that if it wasn't for my experience in Florida, Kennedy Davenport wouldn't be even existing. Yes, my mother, Calexis, um, put a great root <laughs> in the foundation, honey. She right. started the foundation, but Kennedy Davenport became who she was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I learned from watching other people because all I knew was to get up, put on me a cast suit, put on me a dance costume, and go dance. Right. I didn't know 
you know, I, I I brought up I was brought up around good drag, but I didn't have to utilize it until I got to Florida. I'm talking about watching you know, my very best friend Tiana Love in um in Fort Lauderdale. I learned so much from her and learning from Tatiana Braxton and yeah. um 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 Gabrielle Alexis, Gabrielle Sherrington, all of these girls that were already put together. Mm-hmm. And I was in baby when I when I was in Florida, Michael, baby, my eyebrows were so high. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about I had the eyebrows of Texas, okay? Right, and I right, used right. to be Drawn and snatched and painted, but being being down there taught me how to calm it down and still be in drag and learn how to be a lady and learn how to you know to to just approach drag and see drag differently. Definitely. Right. That's like me. I'm not from L.A., but I live in L.A. and right. I'm from San Diego. In San Diego, we didn't. I didn't have no black drag queens. The very first black drag queen I ever seen was Fantasia Lamore, mm-hmm. and she wasn't even from. Uh, she just moved here. Right. And then there was a girl named Onyx who probably lived, I think she lives in Texas now. She was a dream girl down in San Diego. But when I learned drag, I came to L.A. And I seen, that's when I seen Sheila Masters and Crystal Masters and Ebony Lane and Tarbell uh, Principal, Alexis Principal, who showed the girls in L.A. how to pad. None of the girls in L.A. was padding until Alexis Principal got here. Mm. The girls in L.A. knew nothing about Big Jack Tear. They knew nothing about none of that until Alexis Principal got here. And by her being here is where I learned how to pad, how to make big hair, how to, you know, make costumes in, how to perform on stage, and how to, you know, do some things. I learned the craft of drag between Alexis Principal being in L.A., and I watched her many times on the shows, and like my grandmother, Fila Masters, who shuts it down. You know, I got to give a shout out to my nana. And she okay. for me. But, you know, I've seen them girls. And I remember one time Raquel and Sasha and Sasha and all them came here one time. And mm-hmm. they, that blew my fucking mind because that was something that. Totally this, different. The girls, yeah, it was different. It was just, it was like, whoa, like, okay, fuck, like, this is something like, bitch, you need to go home and really get it together. Right. So by me being around all of that so young, until I just kept watching the girls and who was good and, you know, but girls was willing to help then. The older girls used to help me when I asked them a question. They showed me or they came and told me, baby, do this, just to help you do this or, you know, whatever. Nowadays, these old bitches don't want to help the new girls. And, and, well, girl, and, why, you, and why do you think that? Why, why do you think the old girls don't want to help the new girls, Jasmine? Well, I know a lot of them just, they just, they just treat the girls really bad. I don't know because I don't know if the girls go to them with a bad approach, but I just seen on my side of the field and when people email me and Facebook me and tell me how the girls treat them in their cities, that when they try to ask the girls something, they laughing at them, calling her ugly or go over them, oh, little wow. boy, or, you know, just treating them bad. And it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's why I first started doing my I have something to say videos right. was because I somebody I just got flooded one day with all these different complaints about young girls in my area because they all talk to me because I don't judge them. I help them out. You know, I do whatever I could do to help the next person. Because you never know, them bitches may get the mic one day, and I need to book you when I'm 50 years old. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm just they saying, don't, so they, don't, so they don't help the girls out like they used to. Right. I, think they, huh? I, I think, you know, I, I'm the total opposite. I have to cut you because I'm the total opposite. I came up during the time where the girls didn't help you. 
and you have to do it yourself. And well, no, um, you do it yourself. But if you ask somebody, girl, could you show me a? You know, it was like if you ask the bitch, bitch, zip my dress. Nowadays, these girls not gonna zip your dress. I'm not saying you know, girls sat there and painted you and gave you a, a A, B, and C class, which some of them would do. But it's just we don't help the girls that's coming up. We right. don't show them love, and others don't show them respect. We laugh, well, they laugh, well, we laugh at them and treat them bad. They just babies. We was all there before all of us who started doing that. Nobody walked out on the stage looking gorgeous. Not one of us, I don't believe it. That's all I want to see it. And I've seen a lot of continental pageants, and I ain't seen that one girl that I'm just saying, you know, nobody came out being gorgeous when they first started doing drag. Some of us, yes, but a lot of us, no. But somebody was always there to at least try to guide them in the right way. I Well, that's how I grew up. I don't know. That's how I grew up. I didn't have a problem. The girls helped me if I needed help, and they told me if I was doing something wrong. So I had a whole bunch of teachers willing to help me. So I don't know. I can't go by nobody's experiences. I'm going by my own. I was very blessed to have people look out for me and show me what to do, how to do it, what to use, what not to use, what may work, what may, may not work. Don't do this. Don't do that. You do this or they, I got a good. I have a really good school behind me, so that's all I can say for myself. I was blessed on that end. I don't know. Okay. Anybody okay. else sees this, but I, my 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 cousin is good over here. And and on what I what in my talks with you know Raquel's my mother, Raquel Lord's my mother, and I've been around Sasha Nicole and and a, a lot of entertainers over the last what fifteen years. And I that was a question I had maybe about maybe five, six, seven years ago, you know, I used to ask, you know, and even now, you know, I think, well, I'm not going to say I think, I know from previous conversations or past conversations that a lot of the times that the entertainers, the um, older entertainers just don't want to help anymore because they've been burnt so many times by these young entertainers for, for whatever reason. And it's been where the entertainer, you know, they'll come to them, the, the young up-and-coming, they'll come to, come to them, wanting assistance, needing help, whatever. They give it to them, and then they don't even take it. They don't take it. They, oh, she thinks she all that. Because, but at the end of the day, these, these ladies and these guys, you know, um, that are in male leagues, they're trying to basically help you and trying to, you know, put you on the right path to make sure that you're doing the right thing. But if you're not going to... If, if you're not willing to open your ears and be able to take in constructive criticism, then there's no need to ask. Don't ask so, no damn questions. Right, exactly. No, I feel you. Don't get me wrong. I feel all of that as well. Don't ask me shit and you can't handle what I tell you or right, you're going right. to take it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask to borrow my shit if you don't bring it back. That's why I'm rolling out my shit. Bitch, I will zip you up. I'll tell you where to get some eyelashes. I'll tell you what kind of makeup you use. But don't come asking me to borrow my shit because right. I worked hard for my shit. You're going to work hard for yours. That's why your ass have a job to pay for your drag, like I did. Okay. That's what I'm. And I got all that, but no, that's why. That's why you keep your ass a job, and you can buy the shit you need to do drag. But if you need help with something, yes, I will help you. Like you in a pageant or stuff, you need somebody to help you try to create something. Yeah, little stuff like that on mine, but don't ask me for my fucking garments or nothing. Don't loan out my shit. And, and, and I'm going to play, because um, y'all hear um, Jasmine ranting, but it's all good ranting. So don't, don't take it the wrong way, Jasmine. Cause I, yeah, don't I, take it the wrong way. Yeah. It's all the truth. I will help you zip it's up your damn portion. Right. But I'll ask you, don't ask to borrow my costume because I worked hard for my shit. And I don't want you funking them up, bringing them to me stanky, 
or you talking about somebody stole it, or you ripping it, or it came to you in a hanger in a bag, and you give it to me balled up in a bag. No, ma'am, ma'am, we're not going there. And but I, I will help you. Go ahead, Jesse. No, I'm good, but I'm just saying, oh. you know, yeah, that part. Now, what, I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to play really quick, really quickly, and then we'll move, and then we'll talk about Drag Race. That'll be the last part of our um, part of our show, and, and we'll go from there. So I'm going to play this. Um, I thought it was very, very funny, and, and Jasmine, I put something together, right? And it's very, it's very funny, but I put it together, and I was at work, and I was having my, my little side computer at work, you know, working on it or whatever, and I happened to not have the headphones in, and you just came blaring through the speakers. I was like, oh, my God, these people are going to have right me up and tell my, tell my director, but it's so funny, but it's so true. So I just want you guys to listen to it really quickly, and then we'll be right back. Hold on. I'm, I'm waiting for Come on. Candy with three. Girl, chewing gum, bitch. Bitch, I have Popeye's bitch. The grease is fresh, girl. They didn't change that grease, bitch. Y'all, y'all are still oh. alive. Hold on, ladies. Y'all are still alive. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that's why we can't talk? No, you can talk, but... The people can actually oh. hear you. What I was waiting for this to it's play. It's fine. Hold on one second. Oh, no peanut shade on pink lemonade, honey. We got it. Bitch, that chicken was hot and good, bitch. Mashed potatoes <laughs> on point. Huh? Bitch, I'm quite. I thought I loaded. Okay, ladies. For some reason, it's not plain, but, you know, in the event that. It, it plays later on, then I'll, then I'll play it. So let's go ahead and talk about Drag Race for a second. Um, who or what inspired you to submit the audition tape for Drag Race? And we'll start with Kennedy. Um, I, You know, I just keep it real, honey. This is what it's all about. I really wasn't interested in Drag Race at first because I guess I was just in survival mode and I was always either working or out of town and just really couldn't be bothered. I didn't like the show. I didn't like the fact, you know, what it was based off of, because to me it had nothing to do with entertainment. Well, so I was like, I couldn't be pressed. But after the gigs are coming in because of Drag Race, I mean, I give a good show. And the people that, you know, I'm used to going to and trying to get booked and stuff, that, that was my livelihood, getting booked out of town. They stopped booking out of They stopped booking me. You know, the book has stopped coming. So I'm like, you know, maybe maybe I need to give this drag race a try, you know. And then after my sister got off, you know, my sister, Sahara, after she um, did the show and she encouraged me to do the show and after she passed and stuff, that was really motivation for me to go ahead and give it a try. And I was very discouraged. During my video, I was really discouraged because everything was wasn't working the way I wanted it to. And I had, I actually, I had to film in Dallas and then finish it during Black America in Atlanta. Mm. So it, it was just, it was, it was very challenging to, to even do the video. And it's just, it, it was the fact of either I'm going to do this mainstream and make start making some type of money, or I'm going to have to clock in somewhere because I just, you know, I can't take it anymore. I'm tired of not having. I'm tired of, I'm, 
almost 35. I was 33, 34 at the time, and I had nothing to show for it. So mm-hmm. I needed I needed to broaden Kennedy Davenport and make her more lucrative as you know financially. Right. So that. It was a re- it was a real financial move for me. I you know it was like either do this or baby you need to go on and go clock in somewhere. So that was the main reason why I did it. And when you it's different looking up looking out you know standing on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. but then once in there then you understand that it is about entertainment. It is about every art form in you know in the business acting right. singing dancing. It has all of those um all of those elements in in one. So you you really develop a different uh outlook when it comes to uh being on drag race. But that was that was my reasoning. Okay. And what about you, Jasmine? What was your um who or what inspired you to submit your audition tape? And I know you did it five times, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, the very first episode they was having, they had came to the club and they asked <clears throat> A, a girl, a group, uh, the Dream Girls, me, Chad, um, Delta Work, Morgan McMichael, Doggy Levi. They couldn't ask Fantasia because you know she went, she a girl. So um, they asked all of us to be on the very first season of it. They wanted us to be on there. I couldn't do it because I had to go out of town to do it. I was on contract to go somewhere. Well, when Mandy wanted to get on there, um, I knew every mind you. I had I worked and I know at least. Two or three girls who have been on every girl from LA on that show, I know mm-hmm. them. I work. We all mm-hmm. in the same little four club in LA. Um, but I seen already what it was doing with them. They was flying out of town. They was performing here. They was making big money, and that's something that I always wanted to do. I wanted to fly around the world and perform, and that's why I, you know, do I try to do pageants because I get to meet everybody and perform and have fun. And I was like, well, damn, but this bitch making. That's all these all this money doing this boring ass number, bitch. I know I could go out there and do something and make some money. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's why I got on the show because I seen what it was doing. Um, I didn't like the show at first, and honestly, to this day, I really don't. I was on it because I needed I needed a boost in my career. I needed right, right. something to be able to go around the world and do what I love to do and what you know I'm here to do. Um, but other than that. Honey, everything with Kennedy said. Once you're in there, do you understand? Okay, well, but if you know drag, drag is all type of forms. Not always say this. There's not a right way to do drag. Everybody have.